what are you, Greg? You're Mr. Mild. What's going on here? I mild, well, mild I just, look. Come with the lukewarm takes. I just don't want to be miserable. Two wings in. I don't want to be crying and wiping my face. I want to go that Minnesota softness. Yeah, whatever. I want a good hot wing, but I want it to taste good too. I want the. You know, you ever have it? I call it hiccup hot. You get the hiccups. No, I don't want to go there, man. You're nuts. I definitely want the. I want the hiccups. You're talking about the misery I'm I'm attempting to avoid when it comes to eating. I have different. I have different. There are different types of physical responses that you get from from when the level of 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 heat. Like uh, there's there's running man hot. That's when it's so hot that you're just like, you're you're sweating like you've been running. (laughs) Yeah, you're just trying to shake shake that heat out, and you're just like pumping your arms back and forth, and it's like you're you're doing the running man. I I encountered this. I was in London. My sister lives in London, and we visited her for my 40th birthday. Her and her husband. He's a big wing guy. He's a super hot wing guy, and the food over there is not that great. But he took me to like this American barbecue type of place where they have all these food challenges. So the place is packed and everyone's you can see folks that are you, you just you know you just hear laughter and stuff when somebody's just like losing it because they ate you know they ate something that was way too hot. Um and my, my I guess we were flying out the next day or something. And he's like he's like, Don't just don't get these wings. So I just got one. I I just got one wing. Well, I forgot I don't, I don't even remember what they called them, but it was a super hot wing. And all I ate was one. Again, like your whole body goes through this transformation and this is where uh, the the running man was invented like i was i just stood there and i started pumping my fists and i had uh, no control over anything i had to like <laughs> run to the bathroom and you know you're splashing water on your face and whoo man just thinking about that right now i like how i, I like i like how you're like your whole body transformates <laughs> like a body transformation <laughs> like, oh, oh my to- god you can't start hot wings without me i work at a wing place so I was I was just <clears throat> making reference to how I used to be a big buffalo wing guy. It was I was a snob. That's all I ate. I never went for the garlic parm or the right. the, the sweet Asian chili. I was like, that's weak stuff. I'm, I'm, I do the buffalo, but now I'm more of a sweet Asian chili because the taste is so good, and I still get a little bit of that bite i think if you're if you get into like your second wing of your meal and like larry was just saying your body starts to transform into some type of sweaty not like nasty person i just i'm not i'm not in it for that anymore at least anymore when i was younger maybe i abused myself a little too much maybe more than i should but i'm looking for the taste and a little bit of bite i'm i'm not looking to sweat and drip snot into my plate when i eat things see for me like i used to i used to eat the super hot stuff you know i didn't mind back then but now the day after like that morning after i don't want all that business you know like i still like spicy i can't do do like honey barbecue or parmesan garlic i can't do anything i need some spice i gotta have some spice on my hot wings i don't need the you know like the blazing sauce at buffalo wild wings i don't even need the mango habanero much anymore Um, i tell you what that blazing sauce is no joke for being like a pretty dang hot that's yeah, but it, it doesn't even have great flavor. It's just hot. No, that's sick. the other problem. It is it's just hot. But yeah, like I agree. There's that's why the mango habanero is pretty good, though. Yeah, I love the mango. I just can't love my the my wild wings. Go to sauce is the wild. That's like yeah, right below I, the the blazing. Blazing. Yeah, and wild's great. It's got a really good flavor. 
yeah it's got a good taste yeah. but yeah i mean I, I make um i grilled up wings yesterday and i make my go-to sauce is the frank's extra hot yeah that's really good that's nice and flavorful and i'll use that i'll put a little bit of barbecue in there just to give it a sticks to the the wing you know because you want to uh and, and it's like that gives a little buffecue type of taste but yeah, yeah. now the wings. what do you guys put on your eggs <laughs> <laughs> I love this shit. <laughs> oh, you totally leave that in. Welcome to Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. <laughs> I'm Larry Monkey. I'm here with Greg, Brian, and Justin, and and you can find us at Dynasty Hot Sauce on Twitter. I don't know, man. How are you guys doing? I feel good. Doing good. Yeah, you know, I'm trucking along. Now, Justin, you laying the pipe today? Did you laying some pipe today, or no, laying the pipe today? I laid the pipe yesterday. Laid right. that pipe. Was... Literally, guys. I, I was connecting my French drain that I put around the back of my deck to the front of the yard there. So I had to dig a trench. Yeah, your trench looked really good. Yeah, it was great. Now, is this the new today, your was... new place or is this the house you're... this is the house I'm selling? I okay. need to finish some things. So we kind of put up we did this all on the fly. You know, oh shit, we're gonna go buy this other house. I gotta get this one ready. And the last three weekends have just been straight working around the house. So So I that think... was just drainage, right? Yep. That yeah, was just a drainage. Built... Okay. Yeah, my house is built on a hill and it goes from uh from the back to the front going down. Yep. So water comes from the neighbors behind us and continues on down. So I need to funnel that water around the house anyway. So yeah. So yeah, and when the reason that, that we even know this is because one of our I guess we'll just say one of our HQ league mates laid some pipe recently, and now and then Justin came out with. Yeah. And I'm his, not sure who is sweating more, me or him. But. Uh, I'm, I'm going with definitely him. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I did not say that, Shane. I did not say that. <laughs> look, oh, you just called him out. We didn't even put his name out there. You oh, shit. You did. did you did not you say that. Out, uh, I did not say that podcast guy. Your number one fan. <laughs> Larry, just bleep that out for him on the when you edit, would you? Just help him out. Bleep the name. Yeah. So Justin was laying some pipe. Brian's making knives. And what's the name of your um, Hooten knives? Is that the? Yep, just Hooten knives. I'm on Instagram and uh, I started a Facebook group, Hooten Roost. So. And you're making knives for everybody, man. I mean, somebody DM'd me recently, and they were like, hey, man, are you the guy that makes the knives? I want one. And I was like, no way, bro. That's fucking Brian. I never heard from him. I... What? <laughs> what? You sent me that, and I never heard from that guy. Didn't I, I, I sent you the screenshot, though, didn't I? Yeah, you sent me the screenshot. I thought you sent it my way. I never heard a word from that guy. Hey, at Brazil Dynasty FF. Where's your go? What the fuck, brother? <laughs> go reach out to fishing for a win and go order yourself a knife because he's uh, he makes some nice knives. Get a get a damn knife! Come on. I mean Brazilian not... dynasty. I mean if he's in Brazil, I, I would imagine he would need a I, nice. I was thinking I like, how am I going to ship that to Brazil if that's where he's at? I was like, I don't even know. How... Never shipped anything international. I'm gonna have to look that up. So I don't know if you guys. So I was on um, our fellow HQ mate podcast. Josh Valentin, the fantasy timeline. I was on the fantasy timeline a, a couple weeks ago, giving away my Cooper Cup jersey to uh, Jerry O'Shea, another listener of ours. Yeah, yeah. But I was worried about the shipping because he's in Ireland. So I was like, oh man, after like after the show was over, I was like, man, I got to ship this to Ireland. I wonder what the hell that's going to cost. Probably a lot more than this fucking jersey cost me. <laughs> I just mailed it to some hub in the United States, and they send like a bulk shipment out. So it really only cost me mm. ten bucks to ship. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, yeah. So that were that that's worked. Bad. 
So yeah, Jerry, man, let me know if you ever got that thing yet. I'm gonna say you might have been almost better off just going to like NFL.com and then like shipping it to Ireland through there. <laughs> you know that you know that Jersey place I I'm out in the Wuhan. You know they send you. Plus, this is uh, this is a jersey that's been in Larry's house. This is worth something. I mean, yeah. this could be <laughs> still in the packaging. It has worth. It's not been on my body one day. It has not been on my body, which is an interesting. Have you guys won? So, Greg, did that belt ever touch your body? The, the HQ belt. Did you, no. ever put, did you put it on at all? No, I didn't put it on. I held it and looked at it, but I never put it on. No, nope. I was in a league where there was a championship belt, and I I won the belt. And I had my wife take a picture of me completely naked wearing the belt over my junk. And I said, I've, I've actually been waiting for that to happen in my home league now for the last couple of years. Okay. We've got a belt in ours, and I've been totally waiting on somebody to pull that move. So you were the, you were the champion, right? You didn't just like have the belt, like because I was the champion first owner of the belt, too. The, the belt okay. was purchased and sent to me. I hope you had the common decency to at least polish your dick mark out of the back of it before you send it over to the next guy. I don't know. Do people do this? Is it just me that does that with the championship belt? Now, remember, I'm guessing you're in the minority, but I'm sure there's somebody else out there. I mean, stoppy. Again, hold on a second. Ah. (laughs) There it is. That's 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 the. I love how it's just like kind of off screen. Like it's just like a little bit there, but we always it's always still there in the background. So I'm I'm coming for you, Larry. I got two quarterbacks now. I have not taken any naked photos with the HQ belt. Yet. Much appreciated. Yeah. Right, all right, yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm expecting some, so <laughs> in other words, <laughs> sanitize your championship belts when you receive them. When That's you see them. Yes. That's I think th- th- that goes without saying for me now that it's been in your possession. Yeah. <laughs> now that we know. Now we know. My God. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Greg, you have nothing to worry about in the immediate future. Neither <laughs> does Bryant, by the way, even with his two quarterbacks. I, I still got a better chance than you. I, hey, I looked at your team tonight. How is it your team is as bad as mine is? Are you took it to Brian? You, you drafted yeah, 90% of the rookies in this draft. Because he can't God. make up his mind whether he wants to rebuild or, or yeah. tank, and then he just ends up with a bullshit his team, team. I mean, I love you, brother, but man, oh, man. I was in the playoffs year one. It just went south last year. Look, I'm banking on your team sucking ass next year. You know, I have your 2022 second or first. <laughs> Justin's got everybody sucking ass. Everyone. I'm like, wait, let's look at this team. I think it's gonna fall apart. A- <laughs> Any news? Anybody? Any news? Well, well hold on. NFL right? news. Dalvin Cook hold out, and that's about it. Dalvin Cook hold out, and that's been Mims was catching passes. I don't know. Wasn't the Dalvin Cook hold out kind of like? Not your traditional like I'm gonna hold out announcement. He was like, oh, I might, I'm gonna like it's got to be an okay deal or something like that. He, he, he made it. it. At this point, it's like it's it's what we all expected. There's it's not really that you know it's like it's breaking news for someone who doesn't listen to podcasts and doesn't follow anything. But if you're listening to this podcast, somehow you already you know. Found us, yeah, you already know. So it's yeah. been hashed over enough times, like. You know, we can pretty I mean, much we also talked. Uh, we also talked prior to this Davin Cook announcement when Shane Manila was on. We talked handcuffs a lot about Madison being one of the top handcuffs. So you want want to pick him up and have, keep him on your roster or make a trade for him. And if you can, and if someone's offering you something stupid for him, sell, 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 sell. Right, exactly. Sell. Where's Cam Newton going to play? Just. Just randomly out of the blue, Cam Newton. I, I saw something. Um, whoever go, whoever gets an injured quarterback first. 
He's a former MVP. How is he not he's going better than he's better than 10 of the stars in the NFL right now, for sure. Yeah. Well, I but don't the problem is that it's okay. So, you know, everybody, Todd Gurley just did his physical this week. Right. So, yes. Okay. There's some news that that trade is officially final. So that, that still applies. You know, I think we talked about this a long time ago. Like, you know, people are having a hard time getting to, to do one-on-one physicals and examinations and things like that. And there were some there were some holdups on trades and things like that. I think it still applies for Cam that he can't get out there and just sit in front of a doctor and let him examine him, you know. And he probably wants a lot of yeah. money. And the market is pretty dry right now because there's only a team or two that would be – I mean, the Patriots are the, you know, the everybody's answer for who – you know, where Cam would could go. And it's so late. I want to say it's super late in the process, but I mean, compared to like where a lot of other free agents were going, especially bigger names, like everybody's kind of like coming up with their game plan now. And I think Cam Newton's going to be when somebody gets hurt, they'll call him up and be like, Hey, what you doing? Right. And that's when he'll come in. Like Jay yeah. with the Dolphins, that kind of thing. Um, getting back to the Eliminators. Brian is actually on the clock right now. The one guy, oh, well, that's unfortunate. The one guy, the one guy that can't make a pick right now. How many, how many hours do I got left? I'm hoping a while. <laughs> you could make a pick. We would just have to – you'd have to check out and then check back in, right? I Go out make your pick, and we'll no, give it, we'll, we'll talk what shit about it? you while you're gone. We, we might as well find out if your phone will continue recording while you look while you do this. So let's find out. Hang on. I'm going to try to bounce. So what is – so that's uh, in, hot po- in hot sauce? Yeah. This is the hot you're sauce. The yeah, man. Okay. So you, are you well, going to – Well, me and Larry are in like A together. Let's well, hold on a second here. Let, we, let's go over. Let's go over some things first. You, all right. You, all right. Have first he has let's Mark. His, this is this would be his third pick. He yep. currently has Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz. So we already have an idea of what direction he's going with here. Two great picks with that three point first down catch. Yeah, that, the the tight end premium in that is pretty pretty damn big. So, uh, and I, I think that's shown. I know it's shown in in his team in yours, Brian. I I also went tight end heavy with uh kelsey and waller and carson Wentz. so and then didn't you go larry didn't you go heavy on the tight end or you uh, went first I, I didn't i took kittle with my first pick yeah, kittle. I, had the okay. fifth, I had the fifth i had the fifth overall pick and i took kittle why not sure. and then I like it. going to go i was i was all about going tight end and i was like you know what i don't have any shares of baker let me get a qb just just because yeah. I want to mix it up a little bit. And then I went Julio Jones, which is – I'm not a – I'm the ageist that does you not – You better watch yourself. I'm not a Julio Jones guy, but I figured, you is know it, what? This is best ball. Ages are irrelevant. I'm going to come after you, man. You better watch yourself. That Julio slander. Dude. It's okay. Julio's 100 years old and he's got a bad foot. It's fine. This he is still makes it through every he's game of the season. He just looks like he's going to need a walker. Right. Yes. He's and again, right. his career. He's still the best one. He has that. I agree. That's be, why I took him. Yeah, I know I Waller him. put out a, ton, a, a a bunch of um, you know, he put up some big numbers last year. So there'll be a little bit. You expect a little bit of regression. Oh, there's regression. Waller. There's a regression for Waller, definitely. But there's regression. I, again, this premium is serious. So, so but, I thought it was curious, Greg, and I asked you this in the chat, but I guess we can talk about it now. Um, about your pick, you took Hayden Hurst right before Darren Waller. Before I took Darren Waller. And uh, so I asked you about it because, you know, I'm a Falcons fan, so I have high hopes for the offense. But uh, explain that for, for everybody. And tell tell me tell us your first couple picks and then where you got to Hayden Hurst. Well, I think I had – what did I have, eight overall? What did I, I had nine. I had is nine. That, is that right? Sounds right. You guys seven. were all stacked together. I had seven. I had seven, and I took, oh, Dak, I took Dak Prescott yeah. first. I noticed then that. I, yep. <clears throat> then I took Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And then I took Hayden Hurst. Like – 
uh, Justin just said over Darren Waller because uh, I have Hayden Hurst in my redraft. I I have Hayden Hurst four overall wow. right now in redraft. Wow. Two. Yeah. Well, uh, I think now, he's a better player than uh, Austin Hooper. I think that they're going to throw the ball 650 times again this year or more. He's like older than Hooper too, isn't he? So, uh, he may be. He may be. He actually. might be. He might he be. He was an old rookie, so he may be. But I just think he's a he's he a was he, he was a better prospect. He's a better athlete. I think he's a better football player than I don't think Austin Hooper is anything special. He was just an ultra an intricate part in that offense. And Matt Ryan can put can put a ball on you. You catch the ball, you fall down. I think Hayden Hurst will be able to catch and run better than Austin Hooper. Like I said, I think he's a better athlete. But still, from- he's he led the league with 408 completions. So yeah. I mean, he was getting the ball to right. his for sure. Now, Todd Gurley is going to eat. eat some of that away from the middle of the field. He will yeah. be a check down valve for Matt Ryan that, probably wasn't there last year there will be they'll probably call more screen passes which may take up but again if he get if he gets 95 targets you guys i'm telling you he's he's gonna see, have a thousand yards and eight touchdowns yeah see here's where i figured is is when i say waller you know waller had like i don't know 90 for 1100 or in three with three touchdowns so i expect some touchdown regre- or regression positive regression coming for him but if i can get 70 for 900 from Waller. I think he hits. Yeah, it was 90 for 11.45 and three. Uh, if I get 70 for 900 and five or six touchdowns, I feel like I got, you know, a top five or six tight end in the third round. Hurst is on waivers in one QB, one in one non premium tight end leagues. Hurst, you could probably find on waivers. Uh, no, I don't think so because he no. hasn't been that long. So everyone, up, everyone that drafted him. 10 team. I picked him up halfway. Well, and it's maybe so, yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, you still think you got to have that guy's got to be rostered. Because I, I, I think Greg's a little bit more optimistic than me. I I think Hurst could have a nice season. I think four is a bit lofty for me, but um, yeah, I still have Ertz, Andrews there at that three-four mark um, with Kelsey and Kittle at the top two, but. Yeah. If um, I had to project stats for Hurst, I'd probably put it like 50 for 705, something like that. I would that. have said about 800 yeah. yards, yeah, so I'm right around I think there. you could definitely do way worse than Hurst uh, this year. That's her answer. Yeah. I just answer. thought it was interesting that, that you took him right before I took Waller. I love him. I I think I think I think the ceiling is much higher. The Raiders added a bunch of pieces to that offense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I I think that Waller is in trouble, to be honest with you, this year. I've been trying to move him. I've been trying to move him in every dynasty league I have him in. I think Waller's in trouble. And I there wasn't anybody there. What he was last year. It's Calvin Ridley. It's Julio Jones and it's Hayden Hurst in that offense. That's fair. That's and fair. that's what it is. And if he's going to throw the ball 600 plus times, I want a piece of that tight end. And Hooper, like I said, I don't think Hooper's a good football player. And he had a great year last year. Uh, a see, great okay, year. So I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with you on that. He's not a dynamic after the catch guy, but he is very good at finding holes where he can sit down and on a defense and play, you know, and, and get open. That was never like Austin Hooper was very good at getting open, being a solid receiver. For, he was not going to be the dynamic after the catch, you know, right. OJ Howard, uh, George Kittle kind of player. But do you think that time. Hayden Hurst has that in him or do you No, Hayden Hurst is a better athlete? But I don't know that he's a better football player at this point in his career. Sure. You know, like I think there's still some development to happen and he hadn't been on the field enough to develop. You know, like he got drafted at the same time that uh, Andrews did and they had 
Nick Boyle and Max Williams. I mean, it's He's just a been first round pick. Yeah, we have so, not yeah. we have not seen the best of Hayden Hurst, gentlemen. Right. We, we have not. Any, any, we haven't seen any of I don't know that it's going to happen that that quickly in a new offense with established wide receivers and, and no off just, season. Right, and no off season. I think there is like there's upside for sure, but it's a high risk. He's, you know, he's play. Bro, I mean, he's 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 working out with Matt Ryan. I mean, you saw the, blurb, the saw the Ryan blurb, but he was like, "Oh, he's guy's the greatest athlete I've ever They're seen." They're all working out with their quarterbacks. I mean, holy cow! Yeah, hear my trade for Hayden Hurst back in April sure. in the DDCL, the Di- the Dynasty Diagnostic Champions League. What you What'd you do there? One point seven five tight end premium. I gave up Nick Foles and Justice Hill for Hayden Hurst in a three eleven. Oh, you killed it because I hate Nick Foles. So, and who cares about Justice Hill? Right. Yep. I gave up two who cares pieces for the potential of a, a potential tight end one. In I seriously think five. Hayden Hurst could be a top six tight end the next five years. Oh, I'm with I you. Really I, have, I, I find I'm like like stumbling into him everywhere for some reason. So and Greg, he's always the there in, this, in these eliminators. He's always there too when it's my pick. And, and I'm see, here's the thing about you know the other strategy. The other strategy with the eliminators is. You need early season production. Mm. So no off season. You want you want established veterans that have been with the team, that kind of thing, because you don't want a lot of transition because they've got to learn, they got to get chemistry and stuff. So that's the other the other hesitancy I would have had with Hayden Hurst versus yeah, sure. someone like Darren Waller, that is they a added a bunch point. of rookies yeah. with. And know? that makes sense, and that's why I went safe with my first two picks. As yeah, safe as right. Tom Brady, yeah. you as as safe as Tom Brady yeah. can be, like you could make the, you could make that same argument you just made for Hurst. Sure. For Tom Brady, but I think Tom Brady is so good and so smart, well, and he's been in the league so long that I, I, I just, I, I went, I thought I went safe with my first two picks, and I, again, I'm just, I'm going to yeah. beat the drum for Hayden Hurst and, all and off, that, and go for it because if you hit, man, you'll be the guy. Yeah. You'll be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you can just tout that all over fucking Facebook. Well, now, when you say he's the guy, <laughs> Justin, so you're, you're calling Greg the guy. I mean, are you talking about him being the guy that gets? bounced out of the hot sauce eliminator first is that the guy that that who is he's gonna yeah be? yeah you know let's see what he does over the next couple rounds first you know like if he's taking uh he's taking see. mims in the next pick he's taking if mims he's taking Devontae <laughs> parker next then you know we might have to have a good discussion with him like a an intervention you know that's an important thing you said there though because of how everything's all weird right now with right. with the rookies like a J.K. Dobbins is, I mean, you can't expect him to just, you know, just come and uh, wrestle the role from Mark Ingram. Ingram was a, a running back one last year. Yeah, I think you've got to downgrade all the rookies right now because I think Dobbins, and that's probably a big mistake. And like, like you said, because if you get bounced early, what's the point of having Dobbins on your team? Right. In the you know, like, yeah. All these guys, all these rookies could have like that second half Miles Sanders role where they come into it and they're rolling in the second half. Uh, same AJ thing with wide receivers. Yeah, the same thing with wide receivers. They have the DK Metcalf, uh, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown arc, but that doesn't do you any good in an eliminator. Where now yeah. you got two, three of these guys, and you're bounced in week two or whatever. You know, it just they- you've got to you've got to balance your roster and veterans in this high <laughs> upside guys, but you've got to have some early season production. So, I think the only, one of the only rookies, at least early wise, I've taken shots on is Taylor. Yeah. yeah, and I'm fine with Taylor, but I think he's still going a little high in these. Although he's, still I think he is too. I, I I don't have him like by means and all. I think in out of two out of ten, I've drafted him. Yeah, just because right, I was like, well, I'll take the upside of him here. Do you think Taylor is going to be uh, kind of like a Nick Chubb, Carlos yeah, Hyde type of thing, probably. where he wrestles it away like in week four or five, and then he kind of? I, I think know. that's probably more likely than him rolling into it 
and getting 15 or 20 touches in the first week. You know? I think it would be different if there was an offseason. If we right. would have had rookie mini camps yeah. and stuff, I think it would be different. But I think it's naive to think that he's just going to step in and take that job yep. right away. Unless they really, unless camps open up fairly on time and they really see something. You know what I mean? So, Brian, uh, have you thought about your pick? Did you? I don't even know who's on the board. I, like, we started talking about it and then we went sidetracked. Who do you want to know we're about? We're supposed to be doing this while we were fiddling around. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay, I'm right back. Let's see. Oh, wow. Let's we, we can kind of talk him through this pick also. I mean, we can tell you about who the top positions are right now. I think he's gone. Wow. Brian, are you able to hear us even though you're uh... – oh, We got the frozen Brian right now. I can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we, can hear, yeah we can hear you. Okay, good, good. I just – my camera won't work then. We still have your, like, weird frozen face, but, you know. Yeah, wow, man. Look yeah. at that. God, you're ugly. He's going for a Greg. He, he's Listen, I've got <laughs> – I've got the face for podcasting, that's for sure. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> You're like a ventriloquist or something. Right? Oh, I love this shit. <laughs> really throw my voice. What's up? There are some serious running Ooh. backs available here that I really like. Um, I was kind of looking at some of the wide receivers here. I was looking earlier. My my pick's not for a, a while, but there's some major tight end. That, I mean, the, the the second tier of, I mean, what's your first tight end tier? Is it just Kelsey Kittle and then that's it? That's the end of the first tier? In a redraft, I think Ertz, is, Ertz can be put close to that, if okay. not in that tier. See, I'm just, I'm, I'm always afraid of Ertz just because of the Goddard. Uh, Goddard see, but Ertz? Ertz crushed it even with Goddard last year. Yeah, I mean, I well, Goddard was still coming into his own. Um, but yeah, I see your point. But, but okay. even Ertz's second half of the season was great, you know. But if he goes, he went eighty-eight, nine, sixteen, and six last year in fifteen games. I mean, that that's the Eagles, basically the Eagles also had that's no a ninety-five. Goals. But they, they all they did was add a rookie. You know, as far as that goes, it's not like they added a bunch of receivers. They added a rookie. Yeah, right. Like, I think that those two tight ends are their number one and number two wide receivers. Now, I'm right, I'm exactly. with I'm with Larry. I'm staying away from Ertz. If I'm picking a if I'm picking a, a Eagles tight end, I'm picking Goddard simply because you can get him later. And yeah. he looked really okay, good. Okay, so life. here's here's the thing about Ertz. All right, so he had his first half of the season. He had one game with double digit targets. It was week two. He had sixteen, and then from week. From games uh, nine through fifteen, because he didn't play week six, he didn't play uh, the last game. He had one, two, three, four, five games with double-digit targets. His second half of the season was way better than his first half of the season. So I, Goddard doesn't scare me at all. I mean, he had 11, 11, 14, 6, 13, 10, and six in those last seven games. That's crazy. those are fantasy points or those are targets that's, that's targets that's targets but but it was nine for 103 nine for 94 12 for 91 three for 24 nine for 91 five for 61 and four for 28 i mean he had some and there were some touchdowns in there that five for 61 was a touchdown nine for 91 two touchdowns 12 for 91 and a touchdown uh nine for 103 and a touchdown that was he had huge not just like okay pretty good weeks like monster weeks in the second half of the season. Yeah, I'm taking all the Ertz I can get this year. Everybody else is scared shitless of Ertz, and I just don't get it. He's never shown anything other than other than being dominant. Okay, Goddard's there. Right. What else right. they have? They still have a bunch of rookies and guys unproven outside of them, or a bunch of guys that are going to be there for four games until they get hurt. Like they, those are still their two best weapons on that team is Goddard and Ertz and and Sanders. But like those short targets. But like as far as their like pass catchers, those are the best too. As of right now, that we can prove out. I so had I'm no like, idea. I'm, I'm taking all the deals and hurts I can get. I had no idea he had such a strong second half. So yeah. So Justin- okay, guys. Here, here's the big thing. He was second in points in the second half. I just pulled it up on Fantasy Pros and PPR from yeah. weeks nine through sixteen. I didn't count week seventeen. 
Um, but the context is important, though. I mean, right, they, right. They were but, riddled with injuries. They had nobody yeah. to catch them. Like Greg Ward, but, but like. But you've got Ertz with 134 and a half, and then Kel, Ertz with, I mean, Kelsey with 134 and a half, and then Ertz with 130.2. It was a, it was 0.6 difference. I mean, there's a the big three was 19.2, Kittle with 18.7, and Ertz with 18.6. So I think he's still part of the big three for me. Well, so, yeah, and I, 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 I like. I that. think Mark Andrews I, may have sent him this redraft. year. Yeah, in redraft, Ertz is going to be. I think he's just fine. He's a steal. I want nothing I, to do with him in dynasty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, stand, I'm standing on that. I, I'm, I, I want nothing. I did to do take with him. I did all. take him in the sixth round in a 1.75 PPR. The DDCL. Are, are you shitting me? You well, got him in the sixth round. Oh my gosh! Are you shitting me? When you get to that point, it was like, well, I can't pass this. Pass this. That's fucking highway robbery. Right. Yeah. I mean, getting him in the six, he's still going to be a top three tight end, top three or four. I think. I. Right. You I guys know my love of Mark Andrews. We'll see. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, crazy Mark Andrews, Andrews love, man. Crazy. Yeah, it is. I love me some Mark Andrews. I I have him in every eliminator. I got him in these eliminators, one at two eleven and one at two eight. Wow. So you that aren't paying attention to the settings. That's that may be it. Yeah. And or Brian just took him way too early. There was <laughs> I have like a two. Don't care. I have like four tight ends. Like out of, I think it's uh, the former, not the latter, Brian. I really do. It's I'll people. It's you. people not paying attention to the th- three points yeah. for a catch for a first down. I mean, oh yeah, I've got all the Mark Andrews I can get over, in this thing. By the time this is over, I may just feel like one quarterback and seven tight ends on my best ball roster yeah. every week. I mean, who knows? So I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not drafting any wide receivers in these things. Who's the wide? What, what's the wide receiver? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not I, I, it's all quarterback, running back, and tight end. <laughs> Look, I'm not drafting like, any wide receivers in these. On my pick just now, I was like Chris Godwin or Darren Waller. Chris Godwin. <laughs> it's, it's really not a choice, though, is it? Yeah, not with the premium. No, That's it stupid. isn't. Yeah, so I went Darren Waller. I mean, he doesn't have to. He could catch thirty or forty less balls than Chris Godwin, and he's still going to be a better, you know, point scorer. Okay, there- I've, I've got a plan for the next pick. I just went uh, Galladay. Yep. Okay. Pick so- is in. Oh. Pick is in. Dynasty hot I mean, sauce. I did go wide receiver. I love Galladay. And if Stafford's there all year, I think Galladay's still going to eat. He's going to put oh, yeah. some I don't hate good that points worse. What, you saw that Roto World headline that was just like, Galladay is going to fucking eat this year. Hey. <laughs> no, I love Galladay. I've loved him don't since you, he was a rookie. Don't you hate when you I've read? I've actually been all over him. You read some random blurb and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Holy cow, I didn't realize how many quarterbacks have been taken. You know you know who that was for me last year? Mark Andrews. If you look at my drafts, like my early drafts last year, I own no Mark Andrews. Back half of the drafts, all Mark Andrews. God, I picked him up and dropped him in a couple leagues, too. Because, he, yeah, he was a waiver pickup in some dynasty leagues. Yep. Yeah, but he was like a real back-end pick, and he was a guy that I came on kind of, I would say, super late in the year last year, but definitely in the later half of my drafts. And so, uh, I was I just got him everywhere I could. So here's my – the overarching story of my redraft leagues last year was I drafted Mark Andrews late everywhere, and then I dropped him. I dropped him before <laughs> week one for Darren Waller everywhere. Yeah. God. So I kind of felt badly at first but i mean it, it was kind of win win. it kind of washed it, out it could have turned out it could have turned out worse right right it could have turned out way worse at least it wasn't like somebody that just was awful <laughs> the rest of the year like waller was at least good so i mean yeah I waller like... was great he, he wasn't good he was great yep, and i again i was worried about hayden hurst eating into mark andrews and how much they're gonna throw and i thought i just thought waller was a better was a better choice at that and, point and, and that was before out. that was before games had even been played this right. was before week one. When waivers opened, I was I was throwing Mark Andrews to the waiver wire, and I was going Waller. Well, somebody was at least happy because Mark Andrews was still out there. Yep. 
So yeah. you, you, a lot of a lot of stories that I'm going to hear in my redraft drafts this year are Greg, you dropped in, you dropped Andrews before week my, one. Last my year, favorite I one. I was in a two tight end. I'm in one two tight end. Uh, two start two tight end league. Just the devil's work because starting two tight ends is awful. Um, take one in the second round. Yeah, it, it's it's terrible. And this was an orphan I took over, so it was trash when I got it. So I was just making deals everywhere, and I actually traded for Mark Andrews, and then ended up playing that guy in the championship. He nice. beat me, but his team was stacked out. My team was like. Halfway through the season, I'm like, oh well, shit, Andrew I'm competing. Andrews was hurt, right? Then towards the end of the season, he I don't think he even played at the end, did he? I mean, like yeah. one game or something. I don't think it was very long, but yeah. The second tier yeah. of tight ends is enormous. I I mean, yeah, you look at these tight ends. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get okay, so we could sprinkle in some some redraft stuff since I mean that's happening and that's a part of everyone's life as well. But when you think of I mean, first off, okay, we want to get into redraft. I'm not taking a tight end in redraft until round 13. It's got to be a heavy premium like the like the eliminators right. before I worry about a tight end. Yeah, if it's just a standard league, redraft league, I'm not taking a tight end. I'm taking a tight end right before my kicker and defense if they're if they're, if they have those in there. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a fade the tight end guy. But while we're on the topic of premiums, like what at what point does it factor in the premium for you? Because I think I think, I think anything under one point five, it doesn't even matter. Pointless. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I love you. Yeah. You've got to be one point seven five or higher. For I love it. that. 1. Even, even one point five doesn't. It do doesn't it. matter. Except for the very top tier. You yep. Know, the, it it's, it simply does not matter in one point five unless there's a first down. Yeah. Now yeah. Premium on that. Well, right, but then now we're getting into some 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 yeah, deeper stuff there, that you know. But a simple like the one point five that still doesn't do it. You know, like. 60 catches equal to 90. Well, I mean, I don't, you know, like there's a lot of guys. There's actually not that many tight ends that are catching 60 balls. And there's a shit ton of wide receivers that are catching 90. So instead of like a tier one, tier two, we can actually do like tier H, tier G, because, you know, tier H, tier H, we have Howard, Hooper, Herndon, Henry, Higby, Hawkinson, Hurst. (laughs) (laughs) Tier G, we have Gronk, Gasecki, Goddard. You know, then we have you got the you got the the, the Smiths, Janu and Irv, and then we got the the stragglers with uh you know Blake Jarwin and and Ebron and Knox and Larry Tom. spent like four hours coming up with these random <laughs> dude, new I'm tier rankings. You heard it here first. Red and dirt, and Larry's over here like Mr. Mom playing around figuring out. Hey tier man. G, what the hell? <laughs> He's do, you guys have, do you guys have a sweet ass fucking notebook where you write shit down on? Look at that, huh? Oh, Sometimes yeah, mine's in the house nice, tonight. Dude. <laughs> I take notes throughout these shows because Justin blows my mind just about every one of these shows. So well, I, I gotta I gotta write stuff down. I jotted down some of the stuff that we wanted to talk about. Just, I just have it in big letters here because I'm blind. I need to, well, you know, when, when you turn 30, your eyes, well, all you guys are past that. I was going to say, we're all in our 30s. Yeah. Or, yeah. My mind yeah. started to go after 30. So, and I, and I needed to, I needed, this is an even a funnier story. So, I started, I changed the font on my phone a couple years back because I was just like, I kept on doing the whole like phone out to hear stuff. So, I'm in 7 Eleven and uh, I don't know, get a Slurpee or who knows. And I see the, the big display with all the reader glasses, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man. And I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me put one of these on. So I took a pair of glasses. I put it on. 
And I'm like, holy fucking shit, man. The world has changed. Glasses guy. I get him a chop right in a three pack. Does God. anybody else wear glasses or anything? Or is everybody else okay right now? Like I, 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 am, I am 2015 right now. I, I'm exactly the same, Greg. I'm 2015. Yeah. I, yeah. I've always I don't go to the eye doctor enough to know that. Can I tell you, right? Brian, Brian one, go dude. to the doctor and get your ass checked, man. You I did, yes. Because that's what well, I'm. Well, I'm not going to that fucking doctor. Oh, that's okay. for goddamn sure. Oh. I still got a few years before that. <laughs> ass doctor, yeah. Still got, a, still got a few goddamn years, Greg. Okay. I am not right. volunteering for that one early. Fair enough. Fair Bad enough. enough. But Thank no, you. I do need to go get glasses. So. Oh, yeah. So they're opening up. Um, like spas and haircut and barbers now next week. Oh, okay, I right. cannot wait to get my nostrils waxed. I get my nose waxed. I'm a what nose the- wax guy. <laughs> Dude, we oh. all have. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So the rest. Stunned of- silence from the other three. <laughs> Fucking stunned silence. I think Greg just comes up. Listen, Greg brushes his teeth and that's what he's known for. Nothing you stunned his ass. Nothing better. The- Okay. The three of us have beards. My ear hairs like tickled my 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 they earlobes. Like, I yeah. was I was and, blessed with a non hairy nostril, so I'm good. Yeah, right. Oh, you and lucky Larry's prick! About you lucky prick! Okay, I don't get Larry. the weird hair. I don't know. I'm Larry, not. Yeah. I'm not a waxer. Okay, I'm not a waxer, but I am a plucker. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Why? I am a plucker, and uh, that shit hurts like yeah, hell. Dude. I can't uh, imagine. I, shoving a Q-tip full of wax up my nose and then letting it sit there for two minutes and ripping it out. I think I would die. No, you're not. I think I would die. Somebody else is doing it. I'm a trimmer. Somebody else is doing it. Yeah, man. I'm in a chair. I've got a beard trimmer and that's like it. I'm in a chair with like I'm tied down because if somebody pulls that shit on me, I might swing on them. Oh, my God. It would hurt so bad. So on this topic... I saw something on, I think it was Facebook, like one of those Facebook ads where you can get these things for home. Really? Yeah, you can get yeah. them for home. I ordered two of them, one for me and one for the girlfriend, and we're going to do it to each other on camera, and I will make sure to share it with you, gentlemen. Oh, it's got to be on fucking Twitter because I can't wait to laugh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it to each other. You're going to wax Just tag, tag the podcast. Yeah, we're going to wax each podcast. other's nostrils yeah, and tape it. If I knew that that I could buy, get a home kit for that shit, yeah, you I can, would have one already in the house. I didn't know dude, this. Amazon. Your wife, your wife would love mm-hmm. to pull that shit out. So. Yes. <laughs> it could be like a weekly ritual for you two. Come here, baby. Yeah. Take it out of me. She loves. Oh, yeah. She loves causing pain, man. Yeah. Loves, my girlfriend it, does, too. She pulls my eyebrow hairs out. Fucking kill her. So I walk in. It's called a gents wax. They oh. call it a gents uh-huh. wax. They do your ears. Your naughty place. Your nose? No, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, no, listen. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Getting not, that bikini wax, Larry. Got to be a, a trophy husband. Yeah, keep that trophy husband status next to the pool. <laughs> yeah, get that nice and clean. <laughs> Try to make sure I can get that speedo on. You don't want to look like a squirrel. You got to You don't want to look like you got a squirrel stuffed in your speedo. That nobody <laughs> wants to see that. You got to keep that shit nice and nice and brushed up. You know what I'm saying? Grape smuggler in. <laughs> So yeah, man, they, they you sit in a chair. They they put the wax. They on a long stick. They just put it in your nostril. It sits there, and they boom, rip it right out. You walk out of there, not a single hair in your nose. It's the best feeling in the world, man. No nose hairs. It's money. Sounds wonderful and painful all at the same oh. time. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank I'm you very much. Genetically blessed. We'll never have to know. <laughs> they talk about the eyebrow. The part of the gents wax package is the eyebrows too. But I've never done the eyebrows. I just do the ears and the nose. 
I, I want to know what type of heritage you have, Brian, where you don't fucking grow hair in your nose. Yeah, man, listen, nose. Listen, right? God. listen, no, no, listen, Greg. I don't have any sense of smell permanently. I was born that way. So the fact that I got no nose hair is like the one makeup for that. Oh, wow. There's <laughs> a... Uh, it's, it's like uh, the scale balance. Yeah, out. yeah. So, <laughs> so no hate on the nose hair. That's like the one benefit I got to this stupid thing on my face. Hold on. So I, trim mine, I trim mine, and my wife, every once in a while, she'll be like, uh, you need to hit those damn things. Like We'll be sitting there watching TV, and she'll just look over like, oh, yeah. I can see them. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be like, can I pull that out of your nose? And yeah, I'm like, no, I do that to the girlfriend. But you, but you know I pull what that I'm doing? But you know what I'm not doing? I'm not going to get in the motherfuckers waxed. Are you kidding me? Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah, man. Just do it. Walking, what's up, ladies? Yeah. So you can't talk about how Brian has no sense of smell. What? How do you taste food? <laughs> and yeah, how does that work? Don't you need okay, to so, smell? So, to no, taste? no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a common misconception. So oh, okay. your smell adds um depth and complexity to taste, but you still have basic taste senses. So you still have like uh, sweet, bitter. Um, spicy things like that are all basic taste senses. So, as near as to my guess is because I was I was born this way. I've never had a sense of smell. Is that I have basic taste senses and I don't taste the complexity like most other people do. So it's like I guess if you want to equivalent this to something else, kind of being like colorblind. Like you can still see, you just can't see what everybody else is seeing. So when somebody like as far as like depth and like color and things like that. When someone posts that 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 rock gif or gif or whatever, when he's just like. You you know when he's just like no. you yeah you smell what the rock is cooking yeah you have no idea no. What, but you have you can't really you can't that doesn't resonate with you at all no no you can't, like, uh, my my wife my wife we've been together nine years now and up until like the last two she would be in a store and she'd be like here smell this candle and I just fuck stare at her like <laughs> really really like you've been with me seven years you still so she finally quit doing it but yeah like it took her like six seven years to quit asking me to smell things and I just stare at her like you know I can't so the silent but deadly. It's like all it's you know, just silent. No worries. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a slightly bad story about that. Oh boy. So yes, farts are I'm impervious to farts. You can't stink me out of a room. It's humanly impossible. So I've been challenged on this on a couple of occasions <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. you grow up with assholes. That's what you get. And uh, they finally gonna sense the smell. And they're like, oh yeah, blah. And they're like, you know, ripping the big ones. So we're in the uh, this is when I worked warehouse in my early twenties, and I'm in the. Uh, we're all cleaning up after work, washing our hands, doing whatever. And he goes, ripped ass. Everybody clears out of the bathroom. And I just stare at him. I'm like, not bothering me. He uh, wash my hands. Massive fucking nosebleed. Right afterwards. His thing, his part was so bad, it caused a nosebleed. <laughs> That's nothing, dude. That's a terrible story. <laughs> I told you it was a bad story. <laughs> That's an awful story. I warned you in preface, in preface it of this. Jesus. Caused a fucking brain bleed. Let's change yeah, the yeah. subject. <laughs> like Irv Smith and Ian Thomas, huh? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second, Back to I, I the Second. Second. All right. Holy shit. So I'm going to throw <laughs> well, my dynasty rank. My, just, just, just my top six dynasty rankings at you guys, and let me have it. Kittle, oh, yeah. Kelsey, Andrews, Gasecki, Hurst, Henry. Okay, so I mean, we all have the same top three, I would imagine. I feel like Henry's been five for like four seasons, and he still hasn't lived up to that yet. Yeah, I don't feel great about Henry. And I love Henry. I love Henry. I want him to do good so badly, and I have him on a lot of teams still. Would you but have like, Hawk ahead of Henry? I love Hawkinson. Do you I have think, Hawk ahead of Henry? I, I just have Ertz up there. 
Do you have Fant ahead of Henry? Ahead, man. I have Fant. I have Fant ahead of Henry. I do not understand the Fant type. I, I don't get it. I don't he think Drew really Locke good, is though. really any good. When, yeah, but here's the thing: Do we think? Do we know what Herbert and Taylor are? Do we? Do we, I mean? It doesn't matter. Taylor's oh, irrelevant. Yes. Oh, oh, oh! I totally, I totally get the, the your your questioning of Henry is totally justified in my book because like yeah, we have no idea what those quarterbacks are. Right. But, so you, but I'm saying like you're questioning Fant for one reason, but Henry is in the same situation with an unknown is. quarterback, and he's a little older, and he's not been able to stay on the field ever. Yeah, ever. He's he's been pretty disappointing. What sucks I mean, because Larry, back. Larry shared the Evan Ingram is Jordan Reed thing is Hunter Henry Jordan Reed. Ah. Yes, you know like you know there's there's some there's some real fear to that because I I am not confident that Hunter Henry is going to stay on the field at what he's healthy taken. though his tape is yeah. phenomenal oh yeah he is he is he is, he is so good you guys he's so good but that's why he stayed relevant for so long because any other tight end like wouldn't have his talent's never been a question his health is constantly in question the only the only time I was I, I took notice of Hunter Henry was when he was outscoring Keenan Allen in a 1.75 premium. Yeah, uh, past season briefly, there was a brief time where he was like outscoring Keenan Allen, and that but basically because of the premium. So if it's a premium, you know you want to pay attention to guys like that. But there's so many other guys that you can roll the dice on that I feel like that are that are safer than the injury guy. I mean, do we even yeah. know? We, we do, oh, we lost Greg. What do we even know I about? Higby and Higby and Everett. I mean, I know Greg's an Everett guy, but Higby was like a monster at the end of the last year. No one's really talking about him. But it, aren't isn't he tight with Goff also? Everyone's tight with Goff. <laughs> uh, you know, I think Goff is better than people are giving him credit for. So I'm confident that Goff can help his receivers. Uh, the one guy that I don't feel great about in that offense is Cooper Cup. I feel fine with Higby and Everett. Cooper Cup, as good as he was in the first half of the season, was terrible the second half of the season. Well, and part of that is because ACL tour, uh, ACL tear. Well, so you would think that that would take time to get into, but he came out, you know, guns a blazing. He's he's just not very good against man coverage and, and press. He just doesn't oh. do. He doesn't beat man and press coverage very well at all. So, uh, but as far Especially as I know, go, I think I think it's like a t- a three a three or four man tier at the top, and then a bunch of. I, mean, I don't even think you can get to five or six without including six or seven guys. Yeah, because dude, I mean, I jotted down so many guys here. When you think right. about it, I mean, who's not in this tier? Who doesn't belong in this next tier when you have Hooper? I I, I saw Herndon's rookie season. He was Sam. Sam was the second year for both of them were, was was terrible. Herndon missed the entire season. He came back finally for one game, and then he like cracked the rib. And so he yeah, had a lost season. Yeah. But when he was healthy, the first season, he was Sam was just throwing the ball to him left to right. He was making some acrobatic catches. He was running uh, yards after the catch. So I'm not sleeping on Herndon's one of my sleeper guys. He's going to be, and again, I'm Did a Jeff like, in, As far as, let me interrupt for a second. Isn't that kind of like a Darren Waller light, though? Where they've got weapons now, and they didn't two years ago. I mean, they had nobody they two years still ago. Don't they still don't? I mean, we've been hyping up nah. forever, but well, it was Robbie Anderson and nobody two years ago. Yeah, and, and now Anderson it's Jameson a- Crowder. It's uh, Michael. I mean, uh, Denzel Mims, obviously. 
Um, didn't they add another wide receiver? Oh, Brashad Perryman. So yeah, but is there anybody there like if he's on the field and actually talented that he couldn't beat out for targets? Oh, absolutely not. No, he's no. gonna get a like, dude, like like none of those wide receivers. Like I mean, we all have hope for Mims, but like the the journeyman guys, like just nobody I'm threatened by there. There's, I'm like, oh my god, you're right about that. But what tier are we talking here? Are, are I mean, you that's t- like fourth tier, fifth? Tier. Yeah, uh, Larry, yeah. how high I mean, do you have heard? I mean, far, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about guys that you can take. I mean, if we're talking redraft, where I'm talking about guys you can take at the very end of a redraft. Wait, are you talking? If you're talking redraft, Herndon's undrafted. Yes. Yeah. Herndon's well, not I'm, even being drafted. I'm also. Um, I think. I, I mean, when we talk about redrafts, you really have to talk about geographical location as well. I mean, I'm in the Northeast, so Herndon is probably. Oh, gonna get drafted. Sure. I mean, if you're in Jersey, of course. Ingram's going to get drafted higher than he's going to get drafted anywhere else up here. Well, no, he's not. He's going to get drafted higher in Mississippi because he's an old Miss boy. Oh he's yeah! Going higher every oh, absolutely. Nice. People around here. Oh, he has been the old Miss like poster boy lover since Eli started fading. Oh, oh so yeah. let's talk about Evan Ingram. I mean, there's not really not much to talk about. He's he was he was great, but then he just is hurt all the time. When he's, he's on fantastic field, when he's on the field. Yep, he's yeah. wide receiver. That's what they're talking about. If he if he can stay healthy, when he's you know, plus is what he is. He's yeah, better than oh, it, dude's fun. He's amazing. Like I love watching Evan Ingram play football, but he's got to be able to get past the injuries. And if he can or can't, that's questionable. I mean, we kind of he's one of those guys like kind of have to see him do it at this point to take like a big risk on him. I'm not I think there's value in him. Okay. I'll, I'll have so, shares of him. So, either I, or. I think so, Gusecki, Gusecki or Ingram? Ingram. Or Ingram. Oh, Ingram. 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 Hurst or Ingram. Same the question. Ingram. Ingram. I think Henry I'm, or Ingram. Hold on a second, though. But we're talking draft. Uh, I mean, Ingram's going probably a number of rounds before those the other Absolutely. guys are talking about. So, so, you guys all have Ingram four then. Behind, right mm. behind Kittle, Kelsey, and Andrew. I have Ertz still up there. I'm not. Because I'm going to stay great. away from Ingram everywhere, just because I don't want any guy that gets hurt. I don't have Ingram in my top ten. Yeah. I think Ingram's wow. still five okay, or so, six. And you know, McDowell, Ryan McDowell posted this the other day, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was remember this is a weekly game, and it was a, a post about Leonard Fournette. But remember, it's a weekly game. You don't take a zero just because a guy misses. You take his sub. So if I can get 10, 10 games out of Evan Ingram and then I have to find six games Eight, of replacement, yeah. I'm still in a better situation than if I'm taking 16 games of uh, Dallas Goddard, honestly, because Dallas Goddard is still you know behind Ertz and he's going to catch 50 balls. Why are you taking over. a chance on Evan Ingram when you have the Hawkinsons and then the, exactly. the Higbees? And the Gaseckis, and then the Gron- even the Gronks, you know. The but here's the difference still- between him. Well, I we know what Ingram why. is when he's on the I, field. I can tell you why when you get down to Hawkinson, when you get down to Gronk, Gasecki, because I think that the per game production is going to be much higher. With so if I got to take Evan Ingram and then I got to reach for you know a Jack Doyle or an Irv Smith Jr., you know, many many rounds later as a as an insurance policy. I'm still getting a better per game production mm-hmm. from Evan Ingram than I am from Gasecki or you know, all, all those guys in that 12, yeah. 14, 16. I don't think range. that Gasecki argument holds up. Didn't Gasecki finish like 11 or 13 at the end of last year? He came on strong. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had a great second half. That Gasecki argument doesn't hold up for me. There's no way. There is no way I'm taking Evan Ingram in, in a startup in the seventh round when I could take Gasecki in the 13th round. Okay. But that's a that's a value argument. That's something different. We're talking right. like 
Who would you take over who? If you had to take them both in the seventh round at that value, that's what would be arguing. Okay, not, so in well, a I one, can get this guy two rounds later. I'd rather have him than the century prone guy. All right. That's so a different listen, argument. Listen, well, in, I think that's one, the argument we should be having, though, because that's realistic, isn't it? Okay, but aren't listen. We, aren't, we're not drafting Gasecki and Evan Ingram in the same round. No, absolutely not. And yeah, so I don't think you can make that argument, Brian, that that, that, that is even realistic. Okay, but, but Greg, on the other hand, in a, in a one PPR, because I, I'm just on the Fantasy Pros site because it's easy to do. I don't have premium, but it's going to be even bigger for Ingram in this way. But in, a, in just a regular one PPR, uh, Evan Ingram averaged 13.7 points last year, and Gasecki averaged 8.5. You're talking about five five points difference in a one PPR. That's a I don't care if it's six seven rounds. That's a significant difference. That's a game changer, league league changing kind of thing. Where I go that I go Evan Ingram in the seventh round or whatever, and then I go you know Jack Doyle who averaged last year seven points a game over sixteen, and I get him in like the twentieth round. I think I'm in a much better situation than if I take Gasecki in the thirteenth. Okay, but like you referenced earlier, if Ingram misses five games, if Ingram Uh misses five games and you start that seven-point tight end over him, you're probably getting the 8.5 I'm getting in Gusecki seven rounds later than you took Ingram. Why not just take Gusecki and get the 8.5 all year long and not have to spend up for Ingram and then worry about (laughs) him getting hurt for four weeks and starting Irv Smith? Because right. if I have that, if I have that eleven or twelve games of game changer, that means that I have eleven or twelve games where I'm making a difference in my lineup. Like, do I really care if I have the tight end ten to thirteen when they're all the same, or can I reach for the guy who last year was one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in points per game? I think that's a significant difference, and there's a big drop off too. It goes uh, 13.7, 12.5, 12.3, 12, and then 10.7. So, and this is, I mean, Will Disley's in there, but Hunter Henry's up there at 12.5, um, Evan Ingram at 13.5. Uh, it just, it, there's a big drop off. And when that drop off happens, it becomes, a, it becomes a replacement value argument. And I just don't care about any of those guys. I can take Greg Olson in, you know, in my last round of my draft and have a backup that is going to be suitable for. If Ingram and I'm, I'm just going to assume Ingram's going to miss games. But if I do, that means that what I have is a five point per game difference maker. If you can tell me at any point in any in any draft you get a five point difference maker at a position, that's huge in fantasy because you're only talking about it. It's if especially in a, a redraft setting where it's nine starters, but if it's eleven or twelve starters, you're talking about scoring 130, 140 points, and I'm already getting five a five point advantage on that one position. So I'm not saying I like Ingram as much as the consensus, but I think on a per game basis, he's a difference maker. You want to know and some DLF ADP for What's June? That? DLF ADP for June? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's number four. It's Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, Ingram, Ertz. Ingram is uh, ADP 62 overall. Ertz 66, and then the next tight end is Waller 85. So he's I'm like staying a away I'm, again. I'm staying away from players. that middle pack. I'm staying away from that middle pack. But I don't consider ends. those. If, I, I don't know that those are middle pack because the middle of the pack really, for me, starts in that eight to seventeen range. It's all those guys that are all the same. 
They're all within like two points of each other. Wait, I no, mean, I mean, but but Justin Kittle, Kelsey, and Andrews are the gold standard. Okay. Then 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 most people, like Larry just said, are taking Ingram, Ertz, Godert. I, I, I'm staying. That that was that was the middle pack last year that did nothing. I, hey, I just think Greg. if you're not getting Kittle, Kelsey, or Andrews, you're you should wait for John o. Smith. I just think you should wait. That's I that's, think you might be surprised by this, but Andrews averaged. Point one points more in a one PPR than Ingram. Point eight to thirteen point seven over Ingram. Yeah, that do- that doesn't surprise me. I just think that Andrew ceiling in that offense is just much higher. So, uh, do you have Andrews in your top tier, or yes. is it just Kittle and Kelsey? No, I do because of age. I do because of age. Like, right, I, he's only twenty three. Honestly, honestly, for me, I'd rather I'd rather have Andrews than Kelsey based on ADP. You know, because I I, I think the value there. I, I never want to build around, especially in a startup, a 31-year-old player. That's right. just hard for me to do in my early rounds. Now, if I can get to the sixth, seventh, eighth round, and then I'm talking about adding some of those players. But in my early rounds where I want studs, I want studs that I can build around. I, like want, I want you to pull up who is going around Mark Ingram in startups right now, and we're going to discuss – Mark Ingram. Ingram? I want to know who's going around, or not Mark Ingram, uh, Evan Ingram. Okay, I want to I'll know what, what okay, running backs so. and wide receivers are going around him in startups right now. And we should re- we should get into this because I'm ready to argue. Superflex? Right. Yeah, yeah, obviously Superflex. We're not talking. And earlier you pulled up the regular ADP, but um, Ertz was actually ahead of Ingram in Superflex ADP. It's, that's, that's so weird because that is weird. You know, it's, it's not a huge sample size. It's like eight or 10. All right. So how long Andy, do you think Kelsey stays up there at the number one spot or number two? What was your question? Right, so Evan Ingram or Evan Ingram is going around Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, Justin Jefferson. James yeah, I mean, going exactly. him. it's Ingram. It's all right. So it's, it's Gardner Minshew, James Connor, and uh, De- Devontae Parker, the three in front of him. And then Lockett, Jefferson, Bridgewater, the three behind. I mean, I don't think it's, I, I think that's a, a value pick. I like Tyler Lockett more than the consensus. But did you catch all that, Greg? I know you were walking. Yeah, around. I was, I was I kind of the same thing. thing. I like okay, Greg so and Ingram. Here, I'll, I'll I'll repeat this, and uh, you can edit this right here. All right, mm-hmm. so around Evan Ingram, I'll give you the three in front and the three behind. It's James Conner, Devontae Parker. Oh, excuse me. It's Gardner Minshew, James Conner, Devontae Parker. And then the three behind him, Tyler Lockett, Justin Jefferson, Teddy Bridgewater in a super flex. I, I don't – I think there's a huge I mean, for other than Lockett, like there's nobody in that group that I would take over Evan Ingram and I even close. I think I'm higher on Lockett than most, so I would probably take him. More, yeah, I, I could listen to the Lockett argument definitely, but like outside of that, like there's nobody there that I'm like, this no guy's a great James value. Conner. Yeah, no one's taking yeah. James Conner over Ingram. No one's taking uh, Devontae Parker. You know, no one. I mean, Gardner Minshew maybe because of the super flex. CLF also yeah. not take into account the tight end premium. And yeah, should. and the tight end premium is obviously going to bump people up. You know. Yeah, like I can see the quarterbacks too. If like you waited on quarterback and you really needed one, but like just in a sterile environment, like I want Evan Ingram there. I'm, t- I'm taking I'm taking Teddy Bridgewater. I'm taking Devonte Parker. I'm taking Tyler Lockett. Unless we're talking two point premium, you're taking Devonte yeah. Parker over. You're taking the fifth year breakout Devonte Parker over Evan Ingram. Yeah, I think so. There's no oh, way you're on an island on that one for me. Sorry. I can't do it. I don't know. That's okay. That's okay. I just, I, I really don't trust. I don't trust Evan Ingram. I just, I, I don't know how you can. <laughs> I, I see. Uh, for me, you just saw like nine games out of Devontae Parker for his entire career. And now you're ready to take him over Evan Ingram, who every time he's been on the field has been good. That's, that's the issue I have for, for that. I am. So. But you also have to realize I'm a, I'm, I'm, if I didn't get, 
okay, so assume that I didn't get Kittle, Kelsey, or Andrews. I'm waiting for my my boo-boos. I'm waiting for Gasecki. I'm waiting for Hurst. Yeah, I'm waiting. So I'm <laughs> I'm loading up on wide receiver and running back there. I or or I am a I am a like you know a wait on quarterback guy, and I'm in love with Teddy Bridgewater this year. I love Teddy Bridgewater, so I'm going to take Bridgewater there. It's just <laughs> it's an area in the draft where I'm not going to be taking Teddy Bridgewater. That's fair. Listen to this though. So I'm on Dynasty Nerds right now, looking at the their rankings for a uh, for a uh, Superflex tight end premium rankings. Okay. Evan Ingram's 53 overall. It goes Aaron Rodgers 51, Hunter Henry 52, Ingram 53, Eckler, Galladay, Goff. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Is you're you're so you would take all those guys over Ingram, right? Okay, I'm not uh, yes. Maybe uh, not uh, Hunter, but everyone except Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, I want nothing to do with because I think he's a lesser version of Evan Ingram. Like I'm taking Gary Judy. I'm taking Calvin Rid Calvin Ridley is sixty two. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. The Dynasty Nerds rankings are a little uh That didn't seem that didn't seem right at all. Yeah. No. They need to redo those. That, that seems off. There's no, how, there's no way Galladay's going that far back. Not in Evan Ingram range. These are rankings. This is yeah, best, best and worst. All right, so they, they do a best and worst. All rankers. Uh, yep. know, let's go to Rich Dotson. Let's see what he has. Yeah, that's that's fifth round, and that's that's tough to say. Okay, Galladay's going to make it all the way to the fifth round. Um, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Not in not even in a draft. I'm in. Even Rich. Dotson, no, not me either. Dotson has CD Lamb. He's got okay. So Rich Dotson has. 42, Locke, 43, Darnold, 44, Ingram, 45, CeeDee Lamb, 46, Jerry Judy. Even in 1.75, I'm not sure if I'm taking CD. I'm not taking Evan Ingram before Lamb, Judy, Akers. Are you? Mm. In a 1.75, I, I might. Because in a 1.75 yeah. where I'm getting – Ingram over CD Lamb? Yeah, I'd be tempted. No way. No way. I'd think about it. It, it depends what I was building for at that point. Like, really, I mean, I think that's a roster construction question. It is. He's like, okay, if you're building a, a – if you're drafting to compete right now, yeah. who would you rather have out there scoring points? I mean, honestly, if you're just going, I want to win it this year, I don't care, then you're going to go You're going to go Ingram. But if you're building uh, like a Larry team that he, he's just drafting all babies, you know, no facial hair allowed, then yeah, I can see going the other way. Well, uh, yeah, and, and I'm also coming from a place where I wait. I wait on tight end. I wait on QB. I, I always Greg, have. I used to, I used to be more that way. But I tell you what, anymore, I I don't even want. I just don't want to dick with it. Like here's the thing. Like sometimes you end up having to. But like if I can take Mark Andrews in the, uh, you know, back of the second, third round, I'm just going to take him there and plug in my tight end spot, and I'm done with that spot. I don't have to worry about that spot. I'm just plugging them in, playing them, and I can worry about all my other positions. Yeah, yep. here's the thing like, about I, I get tired of playing a waiver wire, trying to find a tight end that may not just be fucking awful this week and, and dicking with it. Right. So, yeah, that's why I agree with Justin on the Evan Ingram, because I know if Evan Ingram's playing, I don't have to worry about that spot. Yeah, I'm, I don't see, have, have to deal with it. Evan Ingram, for his career, has averaged four and a half catches a game. At a 1.75, that's 126, 126 catches equivalent for a wide receiver. I mean, that's huge. I don't think you're going to see any kind of ceiling like that, obviously, for any of those guys around there. So when you when you talk about that, if I can get ten games at 100, that's seven point eight catches a game. I, I'm killing it as far as like equivalent to four and a half catches for him is equivalent to eight catches basically for a wide receiver. That and is here's the thing: we're talking about high. that that tier behind there, that Gasecki tier. We don't talk about that, but there's going to be some 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 people that don't do it there. Okay, right. they showed a few games and then they don't do it. Now you're stuck with a stick and you have nowhere to go. Of course. Oh, of course. But, of course. And I 
And I'm not saying Evan Ingram, I agree with Justin, Evan Ingram's probably going to miss games. But that's easier to deal with than just having to play with him all year, where you're like, okay, I drafted Gusecki, now he sucks. Now I've got nothing. I, I'm not an injury guy. I'm not, I've already been done wrong so, so much when it comes to guys that, that just get hurt and you're just beat. So I'm in 10 eliminators. I took Ingram in two of them, but I will not take him in any others. I wanted it. I just wanted to get a piece just to have just in case, but I'm not going to, I'm not like, oh, cause Ingram's sitting there. He's out there, but I'm, I'm just, there's other guys that I'd rather have than have to worry about this guy. I think in a best ball, in yeah, best ball, it's easier to stomach. It's yeah. even more valuable in a best ball because you don't have to worry. About, do I start him this week? And when he's out there, he's killing it. Yeah. So in, for me, he's a best ball target. But when you yeah. have to start out with if he's out there, that's the thing, man. I want guys yeah, that are again, again, if you're getting 10 games from him, that's all you need. Tight end is – yeah. I mean, I don't know the specific statistics, but a tight end is a heavily injured – It is. It's the most injured yeah. position on the field of, is what I saw. There, there was an analysis done. Right. And, you know, there was, it, there's always been the talk about running backs get hurt a lot, but tight ends get hurt a ton. Yeah. Because that makes sense. They're, they're out there blocking, and they got to go out for routes, get hit. Like they're athletic, big body guys that you know they're, they're, they're generally they're huge normally, and yeah, you know, they're doing. They're, they're trying to run the, do the same things as wide receivers. They're, they're fitting yeah, down. yeah, they're huge offensive linemen that can catch passes on the Steelers. Love, love it. Pass. Love it. We, I hate we Eric Ebron, and I love it. We always want to have the Steelers tight end do something, and Diamond every and year and Jeremy is. A big he was he he thinks it's a big waste having Ebron uh, on the Steelers. He thinks that that they don't throw to the tight end. They don't, and then that's just it's just a big trick on everyone that's going to be drafting Eric Ebron. But where you can <laughs> where you can get him? So yeah. say you draft your Evan Ingram, wouldn't you settle for an Eric Ebron in the last round of your draft just to have him in case? Sure. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. That's yeah. the kind of player right. that you take late. Yeah, yeah. When you, where you're getting Eric Ebron right now, it, he's a value because he could catch 50 balls for 10 touchdowns, you guys. He really could. Wait, there's one There's one guy we haven't brought up here, and I haven't heard his name all night. Jared Cook. Ah, you're right. You're right. Was a monster in the back half of the season as far as tight ends go. Yeah. In a redraft setting like the Eliminators, he's great. I want nothing to do with him in, in – Dynasty. I, I agree. Dynasty, it's like, a, if I can get him at, like, a super value, which he is going pretty late in drafts. Like, if you wait on tight end, you could take one of the young guys and then put in Jerry Cook. You could probably trade him, trade for him in a Dynasty League. He's probably a great buy. It's because no one no one wants to I mean, have, if you're looking for a production at that spot, I, I think you could do way. Yeah. Well, and he, everybody's been burnt by him in the past, so he's got that bad Dynasty taste in your mouth. Yeah, where, he's like, the, he's always he's, been this guy. He's the 24th tight end off the board, so he's definitely a value. Uh, but good gosh, he, I think he's like 68 years old now. So same age Ebron, as Kelsey. Ebron is like he's young. Ebron, he's the same he's age as Kelsey. Ebron, he's, 30, he's 31. How old's Kelsey? 30? No, no, no. Uh, he's 30, and Kelsey's 30, and Jared Cook is 33. Oh, we 33. I thought he's 31. That's my fault. <laughs> no, Gronk. My fault. Gronk is 31. Yeah, my fault. I got Gronk is 31. So an old ass 31 that everyone is going to be killing themselves for wasting. I'll tell you what, though, yeah. when Gronk catches when Gronk has like 16 targets in week one, 
everyone's going to be all about uh, if 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 Gronk has 16 yeah, targets in week one, I'll fly to I'll fly to New Jersey and give you a BJ. All right, 16 <laughs> targets. Let's go, Gronk. Wait a minute, what was that? <laughs> Gronk. Are, Larry gets to lay some pipe. One? You get some fellatio in week two if Gronk I, gets 15 in week one. Offered up a BJ. I mean, that's, that was cool with the H. Be, he went right to the BJ. <laughs> that's gonna be an awkward conversation with your wife, Justin. Hey, I gotta fly to New Jersey. We'll have to take Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. I, just, we got, I got to take a trip. I'll be back like tomorrow. Don't worry about it. That's it. That, I'm, I'm really excited for um, let's go Ebron. Oh, wait. Cook. Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> you need Gronk to get 16 catches and you'll get Look, the most awkward blowjob of your life. All right. I like, <laughs> I like that Gronk is coming back. I think an NFL with Gronk is a better NFL. Absolutely. He's fun. Yeah. But he looked washed up. The last time we saw him on the football it's field, he looked broke. like an old man. He plays a different game than the tight ends today play. He's an inline tight end who who mauls people on the line. He's not Evan Ingram, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, etc., splitting out and running. He's not running you know, a four four forty, you know. Gronk's not running a four, you know, sub four forty. Well, he not looked, many are. Vernon Davis, looked, Evan Ingram is. Evan Ingram runs. He runs fast. You guys, do you remember what he looked like last time he played? Though, he he was he was not good. I think he was he beat was, up, and I don't think his heart was in it. I don't think he wanted to be on that field. I guess okay, part of the so, why he retired so young. So you I, I you think, think that this year died. off and this weight loss helps him? Is that what no, you're thinking? No, I don't. No, I, I don't. I think he's a dynasty uh, landmine. I really, really do. I think if you're drafting Gronk. It's just gonna be a landmine. Or you're drafting him, praying to God he has a couple good games and trading him. Evan That's the only reason to draft Gronk. Ingram ran a four four two forty. Ingram and Gronk ran four six eight. He was not slow. So no, he was a good athlete coming out. But how Gronk many back surgeries has he had? How many knee surgeries no. has he had? Yeah. How many elbow surgeries has he had? How many shoulder surgeries has he had? I mean, you His guys, there's, there's on only him. so much. There's only so much putting back together that you can do before you just play a couple of football games and can't run anymore. All right. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's also so much you can talk about tight ends. So maybe to perhaps this Matt Stafford trade in our HQ league yeah. took place after there was some trash trade talk. There was a trash <laughs> offer, but you guys kind of hammered out a deal for Stafford. Now, Brian, I was really looking forward to Brian rolling into week one with Andy Dolan as his, as his QB one. And now he's got, I've got Teddy two gloves. I got Teddy two gloves. You're going to get them dump offs. You get them dump offs. Chris McCaffrey doing all the work. It's fine. <laughs> so Teddy, so you got Teddy and Stafford. Now this was a, this was a pretty good deal for Brian, I think. I feel like Justin yeah. could have I, like, I feel good. Right. I feel good about it. I appreciate okay, so Justin let's, uh, wait, not beating let's me up. Let's back on it, it up a little bit. I want to hear from Justin and Brian yeah. the, the, the maturation of this of this this trade. Was there a process? Was a this a, a was th was this uh just a just a uh he offered it and I accepted? Like what went on here, you guys? It was actually pretty quick. Yeah, uh, I, I just pulled up the history here. Okay, so he sent me that trash offer last, you know, that we dogged. <laughs> I told you. I told you what that was. And honestly, I like what, was that, what was that trade? I was bored. It was bad. It was, I was bored. Oh, here it is. Okay, so I pulled that one up. That one on June 3rd was uh, Andy Dalton, T.Y. Hilton, and a 2021 second, and a 2021 third for Matthew Stafford. So it was like four dimes for a dollar. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg wasn't available on uh, last week's pod to to join in on the uh, disrespect that that happened with that trade offer. Okay, so I called Sorry, him out man. and said it was a shitty trade offer. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. It was okay. So about almost a week later, Hooten offers me uh, a twenty twenty one second, a twenty twenty two first, and Kelvin Harmon for Stafford, and. I didn't want to give up Stafford for, first of all, a, a first-round pick two years out and a second-rounder in Kelvin Harmon. That just wasn't quite enough. But I, I was interested in moving Kelvin. I mean uh, Stafford. I'm not interested in being good this year um, because I think I'm still a year away. Um, but I did want picks, and I want opportunity to make a move later. So I know I sold Stafford short, but here's what I countered, and this is what uh, Brian – Accepted. I offered Stafford and a 2021 third. I've got a shit ton of second and third round picks this year. Um, and it was Larry's third, which I'm assuming is going to be super late with his, you know, Saquon, CMC, Joe Mixon, whatever the hell he's got over there. <laughs> Lamar Jackson shit that he's got. Dink one's going to be rough for me. Cortland but. Sutton, DJ Chark, Terry McLaren. He's going to roster Larry. me for us, guys. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I gave up Stafford and uh twenty and the maybe the last twenty twenty one third, um, the forty eighth pick in the draft, and I got Alan Lazard a twenty twenty one second, a twenty twenty two first, and a twenty twenty two second. So I, I'm counting on Lazard being somebody I can move during the season, the um, and then adding those picks. I've got see the reason I needed to move Stafford was because I've got two very high. Project a very high first this coming year. Um, I already own Mahomes and uh, um, Murray, Kyler. And so I've got a, in a 16 team league, I'm loaded at quarterback. I mean, absolutely loaded. Well, I, don't, I probably, I, I probably could have moved Stafford for a little bit more in season. You don't have a third quarterback in a 16 team or. I don't necessarily need a third quarterback. Even then, he's hard he's not trying to compete, and he's probably going to have higher picks, so he can always draft his third if that's right. the way he wants to go. Okay, right, so right, you right. guys have seen Heiser's squad, so you know I'm I'm assuming that's a top three pick. I'm just saying, and he'll tell you he's he's I mean he's working for 2022 at this point because he doesn't have any any draft capital this year, and he didn't in 20 he didn't have anything to go into. The draft this past, you know, a couple months ago. I felt yeah, good about I'm it. Like, at, I'm, I'm looking at I'm your glad team, Justin uh, beat me to death on on Stafford. I mean, I think me and him are both higher than Stafford than most. But like, I mean, I still think if you threw that up on Twitter because nobody's gonna pay to the 16 team, like it'd be like the pick side easy. Oh yeah, yeah. And because He's like Stafford's just hated. Like people are disgusted by Stafford. Yeah. And I like him. I've always been a Stafford guy. I own him on a lot of teams. In one QB, he's always my second quarterback. He's an easy buy because he's not he's disrespected. I mean, he just doesn't get the yeah. same kind of value that players should get around him. I, I mean, feel he's like got, he's at a low he's at an all time low right now because he was he he missed most of the last season or the end of it. As far as production goes, I mean age wise and production, he's closer to Russell Wilson than anybody wants to admit. And yep. it's it's amazing that he gets that kind of disrespect. I'm not saying that he should be valued the same as Russell Wilson, but but he his production and I mean he's basically the same age and his production is almost I think he's one of the best value quarterbacks out there. I mean as far as what he does usually season to season and then age wise like it's like, he's and great. where you can draft him in comparison. 
I'm a super super flex league. He's a great second quarterback. I seriously think that among the f- fantasy nonchalanters, the the ones that don't take it serious, I seriously think that people think he's 36 years old, 37 right. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he is just not that. He just isn't. Yeah, because yeah. you know so, what? Yeah, he came into the league short. so young. He came in so young that he he, you know, he just feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, like I Darnold. Say, on that, but I like but the I'm, Stafford side, but uh, yeah, it makes sense for both sides because I, I mean I just looked at your team, Justin, and other than your quarterbacks and Michael Thomas, your team doesn't impress me either. Well, I, mean, I don't have Michael Thomas. I got Michael Gallup. Or Michael? Do you I don't got, have Michael Thomas? I got Michael Thomas. No, he's got Mike Thomas. Justin has Mike Thomas. Yeah. Oh, Justin. The other one. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Justin, right. your Justin, team you does not impress me, man. It really doesn't. <laughs> no, I know you got I'm... a lot of picks, early picks next year, but you, your team isn't. You, it doesn't impress me. It's, it's the one I blew up. I blew it up last year because I and, knew. And that I think cool. I think you're doing really well in that as- aspect because your two quarterbacks are studly. Yeah, I mean, you could fill your team with five top players with those quarterbacks. I mean, if you wanted to see, you could sell a farm for those quarterbacks oh, and yeah. fill your whole when, roster up with. When, when I get into the draft next year and I have my pick and Heiser's pick, and I'm assuming both of those are going to be top five picks. Probably. And then I have there a bunch go. of seconds and thirds. I feel comfortable with that. And then another couple firsts in 2022 to go along with it. So, I mean, I've okay. got – Potential to build here. <clears throat> so you have, so let's just say you have the one-one next year, and it's obviously going to be Lawrence or Fields. Are you trade? You got to. I mean, are you going to? I've you, got to trade. You gotta, you're going to trade it. I've got to trade. At that point, I think I've got to. I've got to potentially move toward win now. You know, compete um, with Kyler and Mahomes, and so I, and I'll, I'll just hold those guys because I don't feel like I'm going to lose any value with either of them over the next twelve months. I, I'm not going to move them in season. So they're almost untouchable unless somebody brings me a godfather off. Um, but what I am going to do is when when I get close to the draft and, and I've got the 101 and the 103 or the 102 and the 104, you can guarantee I'm going to be adding picks. I'm going to be going, okay, you want one of these two quarterbacks, you give me the 103 and the 107 or something like that, you know, and I'll do something similar to what uh, what Greg was able to do this year and accumulate more picks and add some players, some first-round talent players. So. I'm higher on the 2021 class than almost anybody. I feel great about the 2021 class. The the quarterbacks are going to be studly. Um, uh, the wide receivers are, in, in my opinion, just as strong as this year. It's quarterbacks and wide receivers, right? That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. And see, but I, I feel better about the running backs than most. Uh, oh, do there's, you? There's Well, yeah, because there's this ageist thing where uh, if, a, if a running back is entering the league at 22, then they can't be successful, whatever, but – all these NFL teams, they're basically just playing for one contract anyway. Like they don't mm-hmm. care to re-sign their running backs. So what does it matter if a if a running back enters the league at twenty two and at twenty six they're you know moving on to a new team? So I mean you got you've got ETN, you got Chubba Hubbard, um, you've got Najee Harris and KJ Hill. That's just the guys that return this year. And there'll and be guys that emerge that are, that'll just burst yeah. on the scene. That's how Journey Brown and Max Borgie and all these guys. I mean, there's some there's some potential for for a lot of running backs that no one wanted to no one wants to respect right now. Well, let's talk about 
the fact that not only are we going to be on the SFB Podathon, we are also going to be sponsors as well. Yeah, yeah. Where they will, I guess, mention our pod at the top of the hour and at the bottom of the hour so at some other point in the in the Podathon. And I'm, I, th- I I'm really, I, I don't even know how I feel. I'm just, I'm just like excited. I'm just happy. Gets me stoned just thinking about it. Happy. <laughs> happy. I'm just happy about the fact that it, all it really took was just reaching out to sound being like, Hey, how'd you like, how would you guys like to have like an up and coming, like a brand new pod? And he was all into it. So bam. So I was thinking about it, you guys. So here's, here's the deal this year with the Podathon. last year. They did an hour per segment per guest this year. They're doing a half an hour. Okay. So if he's on for 24 hours, there are 48 guests, you guys, and yeah. we are one of those 48. Right. It yeah. is it blows my mind. But it's we, well, go ahead, Brian. We could have made a profit on Greg if we told him Shane was doing the plug for us. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I would have I would have paid for the pub myself. I'm excited. It's uh it's just uh, the more and more hype that's that's it's just building now, you know. The hype is building and blah blah it's blah. Going to for the next 3 weeks, yeah. 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 Uh, we're going to roll into this like with a head of steam too. So, um I mean, I don't know, right place, right time. Lightning in the bottle. The only question is how are we going to keep it to half an hour? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're on an hour and 50 minutes right now. I don't have a well, clue. We, we won't start, we won't, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to talk. We'll we're, have to have a, like, we'll, have, well, we'll, we'll do like a pre-show. I think we should just do a pre-show. We'll do an SV Potathon pre-show. As well, a, we're going to yeah. have a real game plan. Hey, you guys, seriously? No, I'm going to have to have a buzz to do this thing because I'm really nervous. I'm so really we're have like an hour and a half pre-show and then 30 minutes of show. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm really, you guys, I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm, I'm really I'm nervous. I'm pretty well adjusted to sound like a jackass for a living. So I'm good. To- yeah. Brian, to you got it. You got to get, you got to get like a camera where we can see your face. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept talking. So the rest of y'all. Oh, so when I actually, I, I have a confession when, when I, when I said that Shane oh. wanted to come on the show, I was just like, I actually said, Shane, you want to come on the show? <laughs> I said, "Don't tell Greg that I asked you." So, <laughs> well, you do have people waiting to come on the show. Yeah, man. Wait a minute, Greg. You yeah. weren't in Philly last night, were you? Nope. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I actually expected that from one of you. I actually expected that from one of you. I'm not well, surprised that that well, came up. Well, I am not surprised that that came up. I thought it would be a whole thing. I'm glad you just kept it to that, Brian. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. <laughs>